Hello, welcome to the Creative Writing Life Podcast. I'm Justin Sloan. And I'm Paul Zeidman. And as you can probably see, since we're doing the video portion of this now, it's just Justin to me, Justin and I, it's us. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to talk about AI, but first let's talk about if we've been watching or reading anything. And I did want to say, I finished that book, the, what was it? The I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. The audiobook by Nicole. You are right. <laughs> it was pronounced Nicole, not some oh. other weird pronunciation. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Cause I thought I heard somebody say it some other way and maybe I did and they were wrong, but anyway, so that was the writer's room by Nicole Levy. So, and she was actually a mentor in the writer's guild foundations veterans writing project. So that was cool mm-hmm. too. I saw some pictures of her with people I know. And I was like, wait a second. Why does this person know people I know? And that's, that is why. So I finished that book. It's great. I love it. She had a lot of smart advice in there about just like how to survive a room, how to deal with BS and all that kind of stuff. So highly recommend it for a second time. That's cool. In terms, I haven't really been reading much. A friend asked me to get notes on a script, so I've got my reading assignment for the weekend. But in terms of watching stuff, I know I've talked about it before. The last episode of Disney Plus's Willow was last week. Yeah, pretty much the same as the other seven episodes were just Disney Channel does Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it was okay. I don't know. Are they going to do a second season? I don't know. But do they have to? Eh, I guess it depends on how much it was popular. But I did start on a show that I'd heard a lot of great things about on Amazon Prime called The English, which is a Western with Emily Blunt as this woman making her way through the West. And she kind of teams up with a Pawnee Indian who was a scout for the army. Oh, it's, it's real. I'm only two yeah, episodes like it. in. It's really good. I like it a yeah, lot. And it, it's that definitely that modern Western uh, set. I mean, it's a, it's set in the old West, but it's got like that. It, this, it shows how brutal the, the setting was. And I think that really adds to the authenticity of it. And it's just, it's really good. And the acting is fantastic. So I'm really enjoying it. Looking forward to the rest of it. For sure. I like that one as well. I'm mm-hmm. with you. I got you. All right. So AI. Have you are you familiar with this at all? Okay, so so <laughs> I kind of know a little bit about the AI in terms of writing. That that's a lot. Of, it's a big thing. I mean, most of what I know is that people have been, especially on social media, they're posting like, "Here's what it would look like if Wes Anderson made a Batman movie," and they right. and they use like this AI generator, and it, and it looks very Wes Anderson-y, but it's also very Batman-y. So that kind of stuff. So I'm familiar with it. But I've also probably a couple of months ago tried, I guess it was like an AI image generator type of thing. Mm-hmm. But the pictures all looked really weird. Like yeah, the, yeah. The, if you tried to do a person, it would ha- they would have like six fingers and their face would be like kind of slanted and smudged off to the side. It just looked really strange. And so I yeah. didn't really pay it much attention. But I heard lately, and because you know, we talked last time about the Actu podcast, that there was this uh, Jasper, like I guess a screenwriting AI program or something. I don't know that much about it. But they were just they were just hammering about how awful it was and how the bad the writing was. Jasper's so, pretty bad. Let's be okay. honest. Okay. Yeah, so it's not that, my favorite. Okay. So I'm sure there's more to it. But yeah. I guess I can understand the fear of writers that uh AI would eventually or potential has the potential to eventually kind of shove the human element aside and just like in producers would automatically say, okay, here's what, here's what I need in the story, you know, element A, B, C, and D. Okay. Put it in the computer and it spits out a script and it's all set to go. But I just don't see that happening, but I would love to get more detail, whatever you can provide about that. Yeah. There's some crazy stuff. Like the art has definitely uh, improved. You probably used mid journey, which I also am not a big fan of, I can't figure it out. I know that you have to do like all these revisions and upscale mm-hmm. that and, and it's all on discord, which just drove me crazy. <laughs> um, okay. So I've been using one for that called novel AI and it is amazing, but it's much more anime style, which works hmm. for some of my readers. Some of my books are more, they all fall into that category anyway. 
So that works. And, and I've been using a new thing that I just found out about called Studio D slash ID. And this one, you can like take hmm. your images. So like, say you make an image of a character from your book, you upload their face, and then you put text for what you want them to say. And then you choose voices and you can choose what kind of tone, like cheery, uh, mad, whispering, and it'll read out that text and that'll make the character's eyes and mouth move as if, it, and, and even their face like moves around like this. And I even uploaded my own face and it was creepy as hell. That sounds <laughs> it. Yeah, it was like, it doesn't move like my mouth moves, but the mouth was moving and the eyes were moving and I would move around and you could see how it made up my head and it looked real and everything. Like didn't even know the the back of what my head looks like or the sides, but it was doing it. And I'm like, whoa. But so that's been a fun thing. But sticking with what we're here for, writing, right? Which is the sure. main thing. Well, you can use all that for marketing, of course, and it's fun. Somebody asked me today if they could pay to have one of my characters read the chapters of my book to them. Like maybe I put it on Patreon and do that once a month hmm. or something. I'm just like, yeah, it's like crazy ideas. And I'm like, that could be a thing. And people might really like that. It would be different from the audio book because it's still an AI voice reading it. Probably not as good, but it's fun because you get to see this character from the book reading you the chapters. And maybe I have a different character from the book each time, like read a different sure. chapter, right? Or something. It'd be mm -hmm. fun. Anyway. Yes. So I'm, sorry, I'm just trying to think, but that, that would require you to like, just kind of sit there and watch the character narrate. Right? Yeah, as, yeah, opposed, as opposed That's to an audio book where you can like, you know, go do stuff around the house or go exercise. Yeah. He wants to hold his tablet in front of him and listen yeah. to the character read it. <laughs> he was like, I'll pay money for this. I'm like, wow. Okay. Oh, That's okay. Weird. It's like <laughs> That's maybe going to do. an author reading, except for instead of the author, it's like your favorite character from the book. And it kind of looks like they're really there as a cartoon doing mm. it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, you can also upload your own voice. So in theory, I could upload my own voice. And then it learns your voice and then mm -hmm. you can upload the chapter and I could have myself look like I'm sitting there reading in my voice. Of course, it would look, my mouth would move kind of creepily oh. like this or something. But oh. yeah. <laughs> Again, anyway. your choice. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about AI. I'm going to say that I agree with like the Act 2 and others. John August and Craig Mason talked about a little bit too. If you try to do the whole thing, it's kind of cringe. It is very, you know, cliche and a little boring at times. But if you think of it in a totally different way, like your writer's assistant, that's where I think it gets amazing. One way I've been using chat GPT, open AI, is mm -hmm. you're writing a scene, like I'm writing a scene for a middle grade book and you come across a scene that you're kind of like, I don't feel like writing that right now. Put a little note for yourself. I usually use the hash, the, the pound sign. And that way I can like, I'm never gonna use a pound sign in writing. So that's an easy way to come back and find with a control F or command sure. F. And then I, I put in there in ChatGPT, like, give me a, a scene of these two characters running up the stairs. They come across the monsters. They have to fight them. They defeat them. And they have a little heart to heart and move on. And you just put that in there and it'll spit out something for you. And I copy and paste it and put it in there. And then I have the hashtag or the pound sign. And mm -hmm. so that I can come back and rewrite that later. And I'm saying probably for that genre, it gets about 75% of what you want there. Like, hmm. meaning it's pretty good. You want to come back in and touch it up and change the character's voices, like, Everything they say will be pretty cliche and you can go back and say, now give me that version, rewrite that to be uh, less on the nose or to have more subtext and it'll do it, but it still isn't exactly what you would want, of course. So I say it always needs a pass, but mm -hmm. to think of it as like this writer's assistant who can just bust out some easy scenes or give you some brainstorming ideas, that's where it comes in handy. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I, can under I can understand the need for like, I guess, kind of, well, not patchwork, but just kind of like a very like a temporary temporary fix but uh, but also but you're going back so i guess you use that kind of like as a foundation or like a base and you're able to really expand on it and put it more in your voice you're, you're the, the more of in the style that you would write it 
Exactly. So, and sometimes you probably don't even need to, depending on what age range you're writing for. Like if you were writing, mm-hmm. like some people have already published these for kids and stuff, but uh, I think it's always good to do a pass on it regardless. And just think of it as somebody just gave you a cool brainstorming idea for what could be in the scene. Now, how do you build on that and make the better version of that? And sometimes you won't even have thought of things. For an example, I used thing, a thing, another program called SudoWrite, S-U-D-O, right. And, and that one what was cool is I used a chapter of one of my books, a middle grade book about a, I don't want to give it away, but it has to do with coins Okay. <laughs> and it's cool. And and in one moment I said, rewrite that to be more descriptive. And so it just has a moment where the guy takes out the coin and rubs his thumb around, along the edge of the coin, feeling the ridges and, and lost in deep thought during that moment. And I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. Like I didn't have that in my story at all. There's no moment of him rubbing his thumb along the ridges of the coin. Just like little things, you know, little moments that huh. you might not have thought of that make your story stand out a little bit more. Interesting. So do you think you're going to try to make this like a regular thing or is it kind of more like just when you're in a pinch for an idea or you're feeling stuck all of a sudden? For me, it's the latter. Yeah, yeah. And I already do it as a regular part of my writing process because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I'm much more attention deficit lately. I'm much more all over the place. Sure. So I'll be trying to write and I'll just get to a point where I'm just like, I don't feel like it right now. I think that's a part of being semi burnt out and having written a lot of stuff. <laughs> so like if I get to another space battle scene, I'll just put it in there and then throw it on and I'll come back to it later when I'm in the mood and half of the work's already done for me. So I can go great. Okay, now let's rewrite all that but and make it sound cooler, but at least like some of the bones are there that I can put some flesh on. Yeah, so. it's, it's interesting Like, because when I'm outlining a script and I know I need a, like a big action sequence, I'm not going to put it all in detail. I'll just put like, I'll put, I'll put it all caps, big action sequence, exclamation point, and like make sure to include yeah. maybe, you know, a handful of ideas and I can go back and I'll just kind of do that separately and then, and then insert it in. But it sounds like this is automatically doing that, or at least doing a lot of that for you, which is great. But I guess for me, I just like the whole creative process and kind of trying to come up with like, okay, what can I do that's that's new? What can I do that is unexpected? What 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 can I do that the reader is not going to see coming? Yeah, exactly. And let's let's give an example of how else you could use it. So yeah. So you say you're at the early stages and you have an idea for a screenplay or a story, but you're not sure what yet. Mm. Uh, so like, let's say you want to come up with a log line for an idea. Do you have any that come off the top of your head or should we just throw one in there? I think just throw one in there. Because I, I think a lot of the, that's the thing is a lot of the log lines I have are, eh, I, I, I'm not ready to share them yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just think of something ridiculous. Like give me a log line for this idea, a podcaster man meets C.S. Lewis and they go on a great adventure. <laughs> stupid right but let's see what chat gbt comes up with because why the hell not so it takes so, a is there an audio is there an audio feature or is it just text like will it read it out loud to us yeah is that what you're asking no this one does uh-huh. not and so like let's see what this gives us a podcaster embarks on a journey to of discovery when he meets the legendary author c.s lewis and together they go on a thrilling adventure that will change the perspectives of life faith and the world okay that's kind of cliche and uh, i was gonna easy, say it's but... very generic <laughs> Yeah, so let's say revise that with details and drama and make up something crazy. Let's see what it does. Oh my God. (laughs) And then I'm going to read it out to you as a, yeah. So a struggling podcaster desperate for a breakthrough discovers a portal to the past and finds himself face-to-face with the one and only C.S. Lewis. Skeptical at first, he soon joins Lewis on a wild and dangerous journey through time and space as they battle demonic forces, <laughs> confront their deepest fears, and ultimately discover the true meaning of courage and faith. 
With the fate of the world hanging in the balance, the podcaster must choose between returning to his own time or risking everything to stay with Lewis and fight for greater purpose. Will he have the strength to save humanity or be forever trapped in the past? Well, it's a lot better than the first one. Yeah. But yeah it's also watch... like, what, four or five sentences? So... Yeah, it's not a log line anymore, for sure. Yeah. But then what you could do is crazy. You could say, watch this. I'm going to, I'm going to, well, I, could, I don't, we don't need to do it right now. But the main point is I could then say, okay, break that into a three act structure for me or break that into save the cat structure and it'll do it. It'll come up with wow. all, save the cat structure is this, 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 this. And then I'll put for each one of those, what they think it'll do, what it should be, or it should come up with. And then I can say, okay, so I see that you put this moment for the dark night of the soul, expand on that or write a one paragraph version of what that could be. And it'll come up with something. And as we're talking about, it might not be great, but it's something. And then if you are like, if you, if you aren't inspired by that, you say, try again, or you hit this button that says like, I wasn't satisfied with that regenerate and mm -hmm. it'll keep giving you new versions of it. So if you're just looking for a brainstorming tool, like some people used to use those story cards where it's just like random ideas. Sure. That's basically what this is, right? It's just like some random ideas. Like I wasn't going to have C.S. Lewis go on a demon fighting thing, but you could, he wrote a lot about religion, Christianity, all that stuff. It kind of makes sense. So Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, right? That, that is very interesting because, you know, there are times that I'm working on a story and I'll just feel stuck. And so I'm trying to like, okay, and I'll just kind of like step away from the computer, go for a walk or, you know, go exercise or something. And then I'll, I'll kind of like, that's what I'm going through in the back of my head. Like I'm trying to think my way through the problem, trying to come up with a solution. So this sounds like it would be able to just kind of like do that for me, which not bad, not bad. Like I can, I can see the practical use of that aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually, as we were talking, just threw that in there, break this into the Save the Cat style beat sheet. And so yeah, oh, it's, it's going, maybe I can screen share when it's done, but it says opening image, struggling podcaster in a dimly lit studio, recording a podcast on his own. The podcaster theme stated expresses frustration and lack of inspiration and success in his career, et cetera, et cetera. And it just keeps, I love theme stated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does the whole Save the Cat. If you tell it in a different, it might not have every structure style in here, mm -hmm. but if you're a person who wants structure as a starting point, Sure. There you go. And yeah, so I would say, you know, come up with your story first and then see if there's ways to expand on your ideas and think of new ideas through a tool like this. But mm -hmm. um, I think I mentioned on the podcast before, the way I look at it is like a 17 year old writer's assistant who isn't afraid to throw ideas at the wall, but uh, isn't exactly the smartest person in the room either. So. <laughs> That's a pretty good analogy. I like that one too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so lots of fun here. I think there's great tools in terms of both the writing side of it, the marketing side of it, um, mm -hmm. and you know, just having a good old fun time too. My buddy was playing around with it. I will warn listeners, you can't do inappropriate stuff. <laughs> it will say, nope, we do not allow that. Okay. Um, my buddy was playing around with that and tried to send me some stuff. And he's like, it's not letting me. And I was like, yeah, calm down, big guy. Wow. So <laughs> so here's a, here's another question. So are the, a lot of these programs, do you have to buy them? Or are they just, you just download them? I mean, are they, are, right, are right. any free or, or do Good you get question. better if you, if you want something, but okay, I've got like the, the free, I don't know, the free floor model, so to speak, but do I, if I shell out a couple of bucks, do I get the upgrade? I mean, I mean, yeah. how does all, how does the pricing work? I think is what it comes down to. Yeah. Good question. Open AI chat. ChatGPT is, as far as I know, it free. I've never had to pay anything for it. Mm -hmm. There might, I think they're in like a beta mode. So at some point they might start charging. Sure. I would probably pay it. I was paying for one called PseudoWrite, the one I mentioned earlier. Yeah. I paid for that for a month just to try it out. And because it, it does that cool stuff, like an easy revise, or you could highlight two words. Like say you say he was sitting at his desk and this is a novel. And so you're like, well, I want more description, but I don't feel like describing a desk. Freaking desks are desks. But if you highlight it, <laughs> 
<laughs> and say descriptive or describe this or whatever, then it busts out like a nice pair. It get, actually, it gives you like five different ways to do it based on the five senses. And then it also gives you a metaphor. So you can hmm. like, if you're like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about describing the touch of it, but there's a nice version of him running his thumb around along the, the ridge of the desk or whatever, you know, hmm. just like with the coin. And it'll it'll have that there. And you could just press insert and it'll insert into your story right there. So it's, it's kind of cool for those reasons. Like if you're just not in the mood to describe another damn tree, it'll give you some description. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so that was, okay. So that you was said that, that was, that was pseudo, right? Now yeah. you said, so what is it like a free month and then you have to, to they or start charging days you? or something like that. Yeah. So, so pseudo right is based on, I think that some of these are based on tokens. So like you pay X amount for tokens and then you get a lot like this. So the main one I'm using right now is called novel AI. And okay. that one is $25 a month. So kind of expensive, mm. uh, but the reason I'm paying for that, not so much for the writing, it does some of the writing stuff too, but I found I wasn't using it as much, but it does images. And so the, oh, okay. what I'm doing for one of my author profiles is I have a Patreon and I put a lot of images in there and I'm telling them, Hey, these are AI, but they're pretty awesome. And some of the images are a lot better than most of the artists I've used in the past. So that's scary in its own world. And I did have one reader come to me and say, Hey, I see that you're supporting AI and that's BS, man. I'm not going to support your writing anymore. And, and, and my response to that was, eh, whatever, I'm having fun. So I'm like, I get it. And I would keep paying for art for covers because that's awesome. But some of the stuff is amazing. And as far as like a fun marketing tool or an inspiration tool, I think it's great. Do you think you're going to eventually like just generate an entire book using AI, not, not to write it through AI, but that'll be the assistant, but then you can also do the cover art yourself and maybe art that's inside the book as well, that it's all, it's all just in generated AI. You certainly could, especially for these mm -hmm. middle grade books that where the kids love art and mm -hmm. like, okay. like, it's hard to make profit on middle grade books, but uh, and, and in one part, because if you're self-publishing, the more art you have in the book, the more the, it costs you so, or the less profits you get sure. because Amazon takes a bigger cut. So that kind of sucks. But at least if you're not paying thousands of dollars for the art in your book, and you, then you're only getting 25 cents per sale, it's not as big of a, you know, a punch to the face, <laughs> which is how I've felt sometimes when I have paid for art in these books and they don't sell at all. <laughs> so also, are you going to start making this like a regular tool in your, in your writing arsenal that, you know, you're all, you'll automatically start going to the AI or is it more just kind of like in case of emergency, break the AI glass? Yeah, for me, it's definitely a tool in terms of whenever I'm in a, either a writer's block or a tired block. Like if I'm just, oh, okay. you know, like I know I should be writing, but I don't feel like it. Let's get something rolling and I'll just put it in there. And you know, that could be a time suck. You could get uh, it could be like any other thing, like Facebook or something where you're suddenly lost in there for hours. And so you got to watch out because it can be kind of addictive. <laughs> it's fun. But as, in terms of, yeah, just making sure you get rid of that writer's block. And you're like, well, I don't, I don't want to write the scene right now. You could skip to another scene below, like is my usual style. But now I'm getting into this habit of at least writing out what I want, putting a version of it in here and then copying it back so that when I come back later, there's more fleshed out ideas to get my brain back in the zone, but also rolling with new concepts that I might not have thought about. Have you found that this is kind of, it's a bit of a time saver or even more of a time saver than you originally expected? For sure. For sure. For the middle grade book that I'm working on, I've definitely used it to large degrees. So mm -hmm. definitely a time saver in that regard. And I'd also say like, like my point to this guy who was criticizing me for using it, I think I wouldn't be writing it at all. I just was kind mm. of losing motivation, but then I found out about this art and the art got me all excited. And so just doing that and posting it in my group and interacting with the fans got me all pumped up again. And so I started writing again. 
And so I'm like, well, I could be doing zero or I could be doing this plus AI. And so if your choice is to not support me, but I'm doing zero, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So at least if I still have supporters and I'm doing something, that's a, that's a plus, right? So yeah, okay. for, for some of your answers, yeah, I think it's part of my new trend, <laughs> my, new, my new style. I mean, sure. And it, so I, the trend word came up because I've been reading to so many people posting about, is this the new trend? Last year it was NFTs, this year it's AI, oh, right? Man. But I'm like, yeah, so that could be a whole discussion of its own, but I, I okay, don't have so, uh, Okay, well, so let's this. I think this is probably the one a lot of people are wondering. So, if you don't have any of these programs, which one, or we'll say which two, would you recommend as a, as a good starting one? Like yeah, you know, for not... someone like me, I got I have none of these things. So, if I wanted to kind of like tinker around with one of them, which one do you think would probably be best suited for me? Yeah, and well, the question as voiced is actually a fallacy you don't have to have them they're just a website oh i know i, so. I understand it but like if so if i would <laughs> if it were something i was interested in, i wanted to find out more i wanted to see yeah, like how effective like, how effective can this be for me which which one would i which one would you recommend for me someone yeah, like chat me? gbt the actual like thing that i'm looking at right now it says chat.openai.com slash chat and that's the chat gbt if you type that into google that's what'll pop up and that's, yeah, it's totally free. It's just a website. You can do it from mm-hmm. your phone. You can do it from the internet on your computer or whatever. And yeah, totally. And I think it's the best one, honestly. They have others that are more mm-hmm. geared certain ways. Like Novel AI does a thing that you could do a text adventure and it's set up to be a text adventure. So you can just sure. like play it right in there. And there's other ones, like I said, that do a better job of art. There's one pseudo write, which did something that's interesting where when you're writing, you can then highlight a paragraph and say, convert this into an image. And it would try. Mm-hmm. To make wow. an image based off of that part of your book. Yeah. So for a novel cool. like middle grade, that could be really cool, right? Mm-hmm. If you're like, but it's not perfect, that one, especially versus I find that and, and different ones have different. So for example, that novel AI one that I'm talking about, most of the images in there are very uh anime, manga style. And by that logic, <laughs> I tried to say welcome to 2023. And so what it see what it would give me? It gave me a very large breasted anime woman. <laughs> I was like, it didn't say welcome or anything. It didn't say 2023. It's just a, that. And I was like, well, okay, I get what this was made for was more of this anime crowd. Mm. But you can do a lot of cool scenery, I found. So if you put in scenery and then you put into some descriptions, you'll put like highly detailed cinematic lighting, scenery of a castle in the background, a warrior in the foreground. And then you just hit generate and it'll come up with something. And you just click, keep clicking generate until it's something you like. And then there's another option where you could say, do variations of this. And it'll pop up with four variations of that image you liked. And so it'll change the AI slightly, but keep most of the basics the same. Cool. So, yeah. So what, a, what was it? So what was one? Was it chat TPT? G. GPT? GB, oh, G, know, G, GPT, I think. Let me see. GPT. Chat, okay. GPT, yeah. And for some reason, I don't know why it's called that, but I so, but that just brings you to chat.openai.com. Okay. And so most of these other tools I understand are built on OpenAI. And I don't know all, all the details of this, but... You know, like their valuation recently was like, I forget, so I'm, don't quote me, 26 billion, 27 billion for this open AI thing, which is just like blowing my mind, right? That's insane. But that, that's probably why people are talking about it as the next fad or bubble. That's the new trend. Yeah. <laughs> for the tools, right? But okay. in terms of just AI being AI, it's like, how could it be a trend? How could it disappear? It's not like NFTs where people are investing a lot of money and then getting rug pulls. It's just, there's mm-hmm. tools that people are building on AI. So yeah, that would be my stance on, is it a trend? Why would it vanish when you could create all this art? Now, will there be people who try to fight it? Of course there already are. Like on ArtStation, there's all these artists who are posting no to AI type stuff because mm-hmm. uh, they're getting pissed off that 
artstation.com is hosting AI art or allowing it on there if it still is. And then a, there was some recent big art contest where apparently somebody used AI mid-journey, I think, to create the art that actually won the contest. So all the artists were pissed off about that. So <laughs> there, there might be some rules or regulations or whatever coming down the line at some point, at least specifically for websites that, that host this kind of stuff. And maybe maybe in the future, you'll you'll get a bonus if you put your book cover up and it has a little sticker on the side that says made by a human or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Untouched by AI. Untouched by AI. I know my fans already. Some of them would prefer that, at least that wow. one guy, right? So. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I think you may, you may have lost him, so. Yeah. Just but, you know, there's always those silent people, too. Like, he, I think most of them love it. Most of them have already mm -hmm. been coming. Like, wow, this is amazing. Keep them coming. We want more. But then there's him who vanished. And then there might be a bunch of others who don't speak up, but are also in that same boat. And, yeah, I get it. I think it's scary in terms of being an artist, especially. But even for the writing, like, if we try to write a scene from what we were just looking at, it's going to be crap. But um, I think they did that on script notes, right? Where they actually read out a scene that it was writing mm -hmm. uh, or maybe it's act two. But like if I write, write the first scene, I'll let it populate that for a second while they talk and say like, it's going to come up with actual writing that, and you can sell it to do it. Okay. So I actually made a mistake here and didn't say in screenplay format. So ah. it says the scene opens with a shot of a dimly lit recording studio. We hear the sound of a man's voice, the protagonist, blah, 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 blah. And this is podcaster colon. Welcome to another episode. It says doing it like a kind of a play format. Mm -hmm. But if you do that yeah. and you say, write the first scene in screenplay format. But I mean, what we just saw wasn't bad, honestly. That that wasn't horrible. It's it's it's, it's, it's going to say it sounded pretty standard for standard. a screenplay, even though it probably didn't read that way on the on the screen. Yeah. Oh yeah, and all the the people who say you can't say we see or we hear are going to be pissed at ChatGPT, mm. right? <laughs> well, well, that's why right. that's what I was going to say. Like we like you've said, it's kind of like it's a starting point. It's a basis. Yeah. You can just go back and you can eliminate the we hear or the we see. Right, and right. Just, you, you can, can just do it. Just modify it. I noticed actually on that on that note, I was doing I was using this as a tool to try to adapt a novel into a screenplay. So I just copied a section of the novel and said adapt that into a screenplay format, and it did it. But what it did is it started getting carried away and just making up its own dialogue and not sticking <laughs> to what I had. Yeah. So it was adapting without sticking to the source material. But it would also do this weird thing where like every sentence, whenever you go back and forth, it'd be like, I know. And then what they're supposed to say, I understand that. I hear you. I and I'm like, oh, oh my God. So you got to like go through and then just delete the first part of every single sentence. <laughs> I, know, I, I like I like the idea that the AI is starting to go off on its own and yeah. <laughs> kind of taking liberties, <laughs> and and then it finishes the script and it says, "I took the liberty of submitting this to such and such yeah. agency." You're like, no, 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 that's my no. name on it. That's crazy. Yeah, but I I think it could be a very valuable tool if they find a way mm -hmm. to make it better in terms of just like ad adapting something. It wouldn't be perfect, but you know the first draft of an is just a pain in the butt to even just transfer over what you have from like a novel to screenplay or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So being able to just plug it into some tool and it'll like automatically do the whole thing, and then you can go through and cut out all the the stuff that doesn't belong or the stuff that's too internal thought or too weird. It doesn't fit. Well, you know. well, it also might, this might be like the first generation of this kind of AI. So maybe in a, in a year or two that maybe someone's going to be able to refine it even more so that it's even more yeah. effective, which I think that'll you keep, just keep the, the, the debate going about, is this a good idea or is this, is this going to put a lot of actual writers out of a job? So I, I think it'll be interesting to see how it develops. I mean, that's the thing is that you're claiming it's a tool, but it's not like a physical tool. It's one that's on your computer. So yeah. there's always that possibility that it's slowly going to start, you know, having more of an influence on how you write. Who knows?
Oh man, I can't imagine how copywriters and like listicle writers, you know, who write top 10 lists of things, like how they're going to stay in business. Like, watch this. Give me a list of the top 10 video games from 2022, let's say. And it's, it's getting it. Oh, no, it let off. It said, my knowledge is cut off <laughs> 2021. Interesting. So, okay. Oh. So you can't be so specific sometimes. Oh, but here it goes. However, I can give you a list of the top 10 video games from, oh, I put 2022 and it says it can from 2021. And then it lists out 2000 Cyberpunk 2077, Last of Us Part Two, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy Remake, blah, 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 blah. And, and those are all really good games. Ghost of Tsushima was on there and that was up there for sure. And then if you want it to even like tell you what those games are, it, it'll give oh, wow. you like just little descriptions of each of them and stuff. So in terms of these people who are writing listicles and copywriting, generic copywriting, I think it's scary for sure right now. Or they may, or they may use that and just kind of like, well, I don't yeah. really have to do the research now. This does it for me. I can just cop, uh, copy and paste. Add some flavor, add a little, because a lot of those, yeah, it's about thinking what's the best log tagline for that. And how can you get somebody's attention? And you could even probably write in there, what are, what is, what are, give me 10 great taglines for the, or, or title, whatever mm. lines for this and it will do it. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know if we want to go any more details. I think that kind of covers it here real yeah. quick. I'll read you. So it did, as I did the screenplay, it says internal sure. or int recording studio night. We see a dimly lit recording studio. A man, the protagonist sits in front of a microphone, looking disheveled and frustrated protagonist into microphone. Welcome to another episode, blah, blah. And then it keeps going and it does the whole dialogue just like you would. So it formats it all perfectly. Mm -hmm. I noticed when I was trying to do the ad adaptation at one point, it put colons after all the dialogue. And then when you try to copy and paste that into final draft, it treats anything with a colon as a transition. But then, oh, I, no. yeah, but then I found I could put it in word first and do a control find to get rid of all the colons, all the colons, so just colon replace them with a space or a blank, whatever, and nothing. And then it got rid of them all. So then I copied it in the final draft and it was perfect formatting. So. Well, it's well, this is one of those bugs the future programmers are going to have to eliminate. Yeah, <laughs> but right now it didn't do that. So I think it depends maybe on what you do, or maybe you could just write, do mm -hmm. it again, but without the colons or something like that. <laughs> baby uh, steps, baby steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all. That's all I got on AI. A fun tool, not perfect yet. Uh, scary. We'll see what happens. Well, as as, as we've been saying, it's, it just sounds like something like, especially for somebody like me, something to at least, you know, take a peek at it and kind of tinker around, see what, see what happens. And if, is it something that I would want to keep using or like, eh, it's not for me, you know, but you seem to be getting a lot of effective use out of it. So that's great. So, I mean, I guess it really depends on how the writer or the creative person is going to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look forward to the day when it's perfect because I could I could definitely have a lot of fun. You know, like think about notes. Like you get a note from a studio head and they're like, okay, but make this more dramatic. Or okay, can you throw a pig in there? And you're like, <laughs> what? There's no pig in this story about C.S. Lewis fighting demons. But then you go over to the your demon pig. Team. Yeah. And you say, give me examples of how a pig could fit into this story or rewrite that with a pig as C.S. Lewis's pet who learns how to talk once he's possessed by a demon and then chat gbt will like give you all these cool ideas for that right so in theory it could be a cool way to figure out how to wrap your head around notes that you don't understand mm. um, yeah that's all i got <laughs> sorry I'm, 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 I'm kind of a little stuck on the pig idea <laughs> <laughs> the demon yes lewis's pet pig yeah i think that'd be fun why not i, I maybe somebody should write this story now Sounds no, cool. Okay, you know what? Why, when <laughs> after we're done, you generate that. You see what the AI comes up with this yeah. for the story about the pet pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? You could write in a whole thing, like give me the full outline for a novel based on twenty three chapters, and it'll do it. But what I've noticed <laughs> is sometimes it won't quite listen to me. Like I was trying to do that earlier, and I wanted it to the whole thing be a heist, and instead, what it did is it made the heist end at around the middle, and then the rest of it was like 
them following up and just like getting back together and talking. And I was like, no, 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 that sucks. Make the heist go to the final chapter. And then the final chapter is this. And then it just kept doing the same thing to me over oh, and over wow. again. So I was like, chat, GPT, you're stupid sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Hal, Hal, Hal didn't like that idea. So yeah. He's like, sorry. Your idea sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I, love, I love the idea. They get the programming to the point where the AI is almost becoming more editorializing yeah. <laughs> rather than it's becoming Rejected. more opinionated. So this... Okay, I know I came up with I came up with these characters, but I don't like them, and and you're not doing them justice. I think we're just gonna call it a day. Yeah, it's like sorry, but you will never make it as a screenwriter. Please (laughs) discontinue use of this product. (laughs) Shut down. Oh wow, (laughs) that's harsh. That is very harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ignore that. So anyway, yeah. Any more thoughts on the AI stuff? No, I think it's just yeah. It's not really something I'd looked into that much, but after hearing the way you describe it, I guess especially that to Chat GPT. I'm intrigued whether or not I actually get around to doing it and and utilizing it a little bit because as I've as we were talking, I was thinking, okay, like there is a story that I'm working on that I've kind of got like my act, my first act together, but it's that between the end of the first act and kind of like like that page 45 ish to almost to the midpoint zone. That's kind of like right now. It's giving me a lot of like I don't okay, what do I want to come up with? So yeah. this might be maybe this is a possible solution or at least kind of like the path leading to a solution. So for me, it it would probably be potentially worth checking out. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the smart way to approach it. If you're just kind of stuck on something or just kind mm-hmm. of even losing interest or whatever, it might just be a way to spark that that part of your brain that gets back in there. So Mm -hmm. yes. All right, cool. Well, I think this will be the first podcast episode of screenwriters and novelists saying good things about AI. (laughs) Actually, that would, that'd be very intriguing. So for anybody who has been with us through the, through the whole time, I would love to know their take on it, whether they, they, do they think it's a good idea that they think it's a great tool? Do they think it's the, you know, it's devil spawn? What, how, how do they feel about it? I mean, are they like me, yeah. like they're intrigued and want to check it out a little more? It'd be like, no, no, you know, I cast the away or, or is it something kind of like, you know, or they're, they're like with you that they've used it before and they really like it and they, and they they can't wait to see the potential that it can, what else it can do. Yeah, I see the dangers of it, but I also think there's a reason people embrace technology and that if you're on the front end of that, you're not going to be left behind. So like there could be a future where all of us are more like showrunners and mm-hmm. the staff beneath us is the AI software we're using and you're more of a showrunner and you're telling them, no, that's stupid. Let's revise <laughs> that. No, no. Okay. <laughs> give me another take on that. You have until 30 seconds from now to give me another pass. Wow. Yeah. You know, wow, you're I mean, harsh, man. <laughs> you're, you're brutal. For AI, that wouldn't be what I tell. I know, actual I know. you wouldn't do that for a real person. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you can see some weird future like that, right? like storytellers end up being this version. But I think in reality, we all have these deep moments in our lives that we're going to be able to pull on that AI can make up, but it's never quite the same. And then for it to be able to say something cool like that and then have it tie in later in the story, like 10 chapters later, we're very, way far away from AI at being at that level. So mm-hmm. nothing to worry about now, as long as you're a good storyteller. Well, you never know what's coming around the corner. So yeah, we shall see. We shall see. All right, cool. Any any last shout outs? Any big announcements that we want to mention before we sign off today? Not as of yet. I got some really great notes from an industry a guy who does coverage on Sweet. screenplays and he really liked my fantasy comedy. So in the middle of a big rewrite. So I'm feeling really confident about it. So hopefully I've got like uh, at least one, maybe two more drafts until I think it's like really solid. So I'm pretty, pretty psyched about that. Really cool. I have some big calls with multiple places coming up next week and other things that might be happening next week. So I imagine 
early February, I'll have some really cool announcements for listeners as long as everything went well, or I'll just <laughs> suddenly ignore all of what I just said and you'll probably understand why. Okay. So, knock on wood. <laughs> We've all been there. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, everything right now looks positive. It's all like moving Very forward nice. in a good direction. So I'm like being cryptic because I don't want to curse myself, but yes, or jinx myself. Is that an appropriate word? Is jinx referring to anything inappropriate? You're just, you're just hoping for the best. Yeah. You know, like how certain words, like you don't say you want to gyp somebody because that refers to gypsies, right? And so it's offensive. And I'm, every time I say something, now, I'm like, wait, is there an offensive version of that that I have to think of jinx? Like the character from League of Legends, you don't want to offend people who love that character or <laughs> oh, anyway man. all right all right let's let's conclude it then listeners yes. thank you so much for listening please go out and leave some reviews if you want to use chat gpt to leave a review for us you can you just type in leave a review for an awesome podcast and i'm sure it'll do the work for you paste it in there <laughs> it'll put so our name as long as it puts our names and it gets them spelled <laughs> right that's the important thing yeah exactly and if you could spread the word of mouth that's always appreciated once again this is the creative writing life podcast i'm justin sloan you can find my books on amazon and I'm Paul Zeidman. You can check out my screenwriting blog, Maximum Z at MaximumZ.blog. I'm also got, I also have a couple of books on Amazon, the Go Ahead and Ask series about interviews about screenwriting and pie. I'm also on Twitter at Maximum underscore Z. And like he said, he's Justin. I'm Paul. This has been the Creative Writing Life Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, go write something.